Hi, welcome to the Social Nerdcast episode one. I'm your host, Dreadlock Big Daddy Alex Henderson. To my immediate left is my dear twin brother, Ted Henderson. Yo. Standing next to him is J- is Jason Handsome Hanson. Hello. Right here we got our resident black friend Andy sitting next to him. Hi. We got the uh, chiseled jaw from Adam Marble, Gage Mother Effing Crapper. And then Cooking Mama herself, Stephanie Goodwin. Right after that, uh, last but certainly not least, my good friend, kind of, <laughs> co-pilot Sebastian Awanski. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, here for episode one, we do wanted to do something a little significant, so we're going to go around the room, and we're each going to say our favorite video game. This is a pop culture podcast, but we talk a lot about video games, so try to get mostly involved with that. Before we start, I wanted to give a shout out to our first official fan, Adam. Dude, follow us on Twitter. He's pretty dope. Uh, I will plug your Twitter handle later in the show once I pull it up on my phone. Uh, to go first, we have the one, the only, cooking mama herself, Stephanie Goodwin. How you doing, Stephanie? Pretty good. All right. A lot of tea today, so. Yeah, a lot of tea. Lot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite game? Um, I think that... Well, everyone would think I would go with Cookie Mama because you call me that. But actually, my favorite game, and it's been my favorite game probably since I was 13, is Animal Crossing. Yo. Used to play it on GameCube all the time. And (laughs) (laughs) I think the best part about Animal Crossing is that you don't have to invest hours upon hours into the game. You can pick it up at any point in the day, play for 20 minutes, save it, turn it off, get back on it when you have time. Like just you can just fit it in at any point in the day, and then you you can build like the collections, and you can pick, get your house bigger. It's just it's like a physical manifestation of moving up on levels. You know what I mean? Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to point out, I'll call you Cookin' Mama, because that's just a great nickname. I'm a smooth like that. <laughs> Second of all, uh, which Animal Crossing game did you start of? Uh, the well, the, why, was Wild World the one on or the? See, because I only played my friends, so I never actually got my own Cookie Mama on GameCube. The only one that I've ever owned. You mean my Animal Crossing? Or Animal Crossing? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Animal Crossing on, on GameCube, but the only one that I've ever owned is the the most recent one that came out. And I had... New Leaf, right? Yes, yeah, New Leaf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> Let's hope you don't get sued for saying Nintendo. You don't get sued. Only You're music. Only music. <laughs> I, really, I really like Animal Crossing. You know, a lot of games do the whole collection aspect, but they really, they made it perfect. I think in like the easy way of the cataloging to know that you can get everything. And it really, I mean, the whole game is not like collecting. But it really is a really big and really fun aspect of it that now every video game seems to do. I think I, I think a really fun part that some people forget too is the interaction you can have with the with the townspeople. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. Like it's, they have silly stuff to they say. They say like the funniest stuff mm-hmm. ever. All the time. I myself haven't played an Animal Crossing game since the GameCube, but I remember putting in many many hours into that and. At the time, it was pretty fantastic because you could unlock all those old NES games like Mario and, you know, Zelda and all that stuff. And that was worth it just for that because at the time, there was no virtual console. You couldn't purchase these video games aside from on the, you know, either stealing them off the internet or actually purchasing the cartridges like you're supposed to. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, Good great. stuff. <laughs> all right. So uh, what about you, Gage, mother effing crapper? 
Oh, well, my favorite game is not really a game. Speak up, all right? We're not shooting a video here. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make it on, like, your weird looks and stuff, which are hilarious. I've watched, like, those videos a lot just to see you looking around. <laughs> Speaking of, if you guys haven't seen, you should guys check out the social nerds at, on, at YouTube. We'll plug stuff later, you prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm in the most recent video, I'd like to so. continue my story. Okay, Sorry. please, Gage, continue. All right. Anyways. Okay. I don't have a favorite game, my favorite series. I like the Dead Space series. It's probably the best. I like horror games, but that's probably the best horror game. And it's also, not just a horror game, it's also an action game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing my job to ask, uh, which one is your favorite? Favorite? Dead Space 2. That's the one I started off with, actually. I always thought it was three. No. I always thought it was one. Three is one. <laughs> we all have like... Three, two, I did, one. I started off with the second one first, and I fell in love with the game. And then I went to the first one, and then the third one, I pre-ordered it. And I went to a midnight release that wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was amazing. That was very sad to me. I, I don't... Was, the, I'm sorry. The jump scares in Dead Space 3 make me nervous. <laughs> that's the like, best I know part. that's the that's the point of it. That's the cool part. But especially, well, and like they make you nervous like the first four times he does it, and then like by the eleventh or twelfth time that he's repeated the level, it's not so bad. But yeah, it's it's honestly, the suspense, it's right? Exactly. And the the music, the music, the music is so well placed in those games. It's just built for fear. And just like the slow paceness of it, because you're not yeah. going rushing through the game. You're walking. Like you're walking the whole one. part. Just walking through the game. I hate and, scary stuff. And the lighting is magnificent. <laughs> I love it it's, so much. It's like making me nervous yeah. talking about it. The, the lighting is magnificent. The creatures are ridiculous. And the story, and the, story the story is so good. I cannot I really hope they make a fourth one. Oh my god. I can, that's, the end of the third one is ridiculous. I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't played it. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, just... Like some of our players I was promised to play with co-op. So for uh, our imaginary listener Jim out there, if you want to get that joke, go listen to our three-hour test podcast. It's a lot of fun. I thought his name was Adam. No, Adam is our first fan. Adam's a real guy. Yeah. I'm sorry, Adam. He's a real human being with dreams and emotions. <laughs> Aspirations. I thought we yeah. just changed his name to Adam. After no, was, okay. Jim is the fictional imaginary okay. character. So for our listener, Jim. I know who Jim is. I'm sorry. Uh, this is completely off topic. You totally get back to it. Okay. But we're... This is, I'm sorry. We're naming our cat James. <laughs> that's that totally needs to be. Yeah, honest. that's oh, okay, awesome. So yeah, we're, but, uh, we're naming our cat. We're getting two years. Should we call Jimmy or 007? Or 007. Double obviously. What is what you call him, Jimmy? <laughs> like I understand that James is short for Jimmy, but he's 007. Yeah, I mean, what? what's the argument that's there? A mouthful. <laughs> Double O seven. <laughs> Meowthful. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, anyway, imaginary. Go ahead. That was it. So, <laughs> in in anticipation for to get back on track, in anticipation for Dead Space Three, uh, my good buddy Gage here, pretty much at gunpoint, forced me to play <laughs> the first two Dead Space games because there was the promise of co-op in Dead Space Three, uh, and I don't play scary games or watch scary movies. Because I had to stay up with you. And I really don't like that stuff. And then had to watch him play it. It was scary, terrifying. Scary stuff, scary. You don't you want them spooks. <laughs> scary stuff. And spooky spooks. Spooky spooks. <laughs> uh, so I played the first two, and although they were terrifying, they were totally, totally awesome. And then uh, 
I guess some plans fell through, mostly on my end. <laughs> I played this game like three times over, and he still hasn't played. Well, it. with backwards compatibility, now we can play Dead Space Three together. Oh, speaking of Dead Space Three, like, on I, the Xbox One, almost like horror game co-ops. A lot of them aren't that great, but Dead Space Three, I love how they did it. Like just because the way they did the story is, if you ever played this the Dead Space Three co-op, which apparently you guys have it together, you guys need to play. It is great. I'm aware of all of the little intricacies and cool things about it. It's uh, so but much fun. When you described it to me, I really want to do it. I mean, I hate yeah, it is scary I, games. I've had one of my do. best it's moments in gaming in that game. Explain it to uh, to our good buddy Jim here. Uh, yeah, but I I don't want to spoil anything. So. Well, you can still list you know the the bullet points. Isn't it like don't like, but isn't it like two separate stories? Yeah, because yeah, alright. Well, I, I, as as you're playing through it, one per what self stuff happens to one person and that, that doesn't happen to the other. Because they both and, have um, you play dementia. As two, you yeah. play as uh, two different characters. Am I correct? Yes, yeah. and well, Isaac and, Clark and, and uh, you, it's, it's not split screen, so you're in different Clark. you're in different houses, so you don't see each other's screens. Is this something you find out mm. right at the beginning of the game? No, like it slowly it slowly builds up, okay. and you have no idea what's happening. Okay. It's, it's well, you know Isaac has dementia. Yeah. You know Isaac sees things. It's yeah. it's sort of like uh, there's a there's a GameCube game called Eternal Darkness and uh, Requiem, where uh, it would kind of play tricks on the actual player of the game, and it would look like glitches, uh, but in fact it was actually the act the game itself messing with you, and you would have an insanity meter that would decrease, and once it decreased. Your volume would start to would start to go down, and it would look like you would glitch out of the game, and it was actually just the game messing with you. It's sort of something like that, where you don't really know what's real, and what's not. And it's it's yes, pretty and stuff. The, the only way you know is if you're communicating with your like, other player online, and it's just it's so much fun because the moment you realize what's happening, like something's happening. One after, person's fighting something, and then yeah, you're not. And, and you're staring at him, you're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Is somebody firing it randomly? Is. That's pretty. I didn't know it did that. That's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy fun because he's like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, what? You don't see that? You don't see at that, that moment right monster. there, I just ah, uh, it's a giant necromorph standing right in front of us. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's such a fun game. Uh, speaking of, another thing about Dead Space is the fact that when you die, you feel like you can save yourself. You know what I mean? Like when you when you're being dragged, oh, yeah. you feel like you might hit a quick time event, but then it just. Death? Yeah, you should get murdered. Death is hardcore stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tomb Raider that, that stole oh, the <laughs> the the Tomb Raider. Oh my god. They stole some of that, oh, some that fancy of that death scene. So brutal. Uh, fatalities everywhere, man. That ice scene still like freaks me out. <laughs> With like the needle. Just oh, uh, That's probably the the worst one. Uh, or yeah. best one. But like it just yeah. depending on <laughs> depending the way you stand look at on it. Yeah. Depends on how much you watch the Saw movies. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I uh, whenever I played Dead Space Two, I remember that I did it the first time. Uh, with no problems. Oh yeah, and I, I felt really disappointed by that because I didn't get to see the crazy thing that happens. And remember, there was like news stories like on real newspapers about it because it was like this is why video games are violent because you can see this dude impale himself through the eye slowly, and for a good cause. <laughs> so I was like, I kind of, I, I didn't get to see the cool thing. I, eh, eh, uh, 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 stop. All right. <laughs> I didn't get to see the cool thing, so I loaded my save game before that. And then it sucked because you have to fight your way to it, and I died like three times. <laughs> and then I finally get to it just so I could go, and then die again. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of fun stuff. 
Cooking mama. Cooking mama. What you, what you doing? Somebody my gingerbread? They're in a bag for you. Sorry, Scott. Okay, I was about to freak Oof. out. You were about to Woo. see some stuff happen on this podcast. This is quality radio. <laughs> you don't see you it. This just in, Cooking Mama herself has lost poor mint chocolate candy. <laughs> do, not take, do not take her junior best. It's, uh, I'd have to pay for them at the, it's bad. At the movie theater. They're like $8. Everything is $8 at the and, movie theater. And, except the ticket. It's 16 Anyways. anyways. <laughs> okay. All right. So, I so Andy, Andy. Uh, next, we got ourselves the resident black friend, Andy. What's your favorite video game? Do I have to pick one? Yeah. For time purposes, okay, I believe right. we could all talk all right, about it. I feel you. All we right. took like 10 um, minutes over Dead Space. <sighs> Out of all of the games I've played, I would honestly say, and this might sound a bit cliche, Halo 3. Because Solid. all of my That's friends yeah. had Halo 3. And when Halo 3 was out, me and my friends did nothing but play Halo 3. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those <laughs> and friends. And you were one of those friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it, it's what started everyone on multiplayer. Seriously, like, man. Yeah. Like, we would be, we would spend entire weekends just not doing anything but playing Halo. There, there, like, there are, there's memories I have where I'm just like, I don't think I was actually existing. <laughs> it was just like me behind Master Chief's head. <laughs> and the SWAT. One of the, one of the biggest, biggest things about Halo 3 was the introduction of Forge Mode, which was a lot, a lot. I... When I played Halo 2, I played a lot of SWAT and team doubles for the rankness. But when I played Halo 3, I played a lot of custom games. Because there was Forge, and those shits were cool. Excuse my language. I'm sorry, I'm just really excited about how good of a game Halo 3 you was. You with your hands. Yeah, I yeah. do that a lot. If it, you, <laughs> I'm he really, gets excited. Jim, Jim <laughs> when if I, you cannot see, Andy looks like he's just having time with his life. Right? He's on the edge oh, of his man. seat, shaking his hands. I wasn't really thinking about it until you guys were like, hey, what's your favorite game? I was like, man... Halo 3, and that just brought back a flood of awesome say, memories. Uh, even on that, like, I never really played much of Halo, but my, mm-hmm. my brother and my dad loved playing Halo, and just as a nostalgia thing, even though it's not that great of a game. Right. And the Whoa! Only- Whoa! For the graphics. I was playing right, games because playing. all of my friends yeah, were like, playing it. What could you do in the game? It didn't it matter how it played. Yeah. Right. And, I, and that's why I take it back. When you talk about favorite games, you it, it's taking into account the nostalgia for it, regardless yeah. of if it's about a higher quality. Oh, yeah. Because on the Master saying. Chief collection, I went back and I was playing Halo 1, and I switched to the old graphics, and I was oh, like, wow, yeah. <laughs> this game looked really good back then, but it's just like... It's yeah. not the same it's, thing RuneScape now. looks better than the original <laughs> I have to say that. You I'm always sorry. remember it looking better than you actually always does. Yeah. like... Skyrim on a high-end PC at 1080p, 60 frames per second. Nope, it's actually a 2D... 2D, <laughs> Wait, this looks way worse than I remember it. You're like. actually playing Shinobi 3. <laughs> oh, man.
That was remember my commercial in, uh, <laughs> in Oc- whenever I played Ocarina of Time 3D for the first time, like mm-hmm. when I started doing a playthrough of it, I was like, man, this is awesome. I was like, I thought you said they upgraded the graphics. This looks exactly the same. And the whole time, Alex was like, no, dude, no. Yeah. They, they changed it. They changed it. And I was like, no, no, no. And then I got that Pikachu edition N64 from uh, Frankie, and he get and he came with an inbox copy, like complete of Ocarina of Time, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to set the shit up right now, and I hit it up, and then I was just like, what? What's wrong with his hands? <laughs> They're just polygons on... What's happening in this game? Yeah, man. It was like that. That's in Master right. Chief Collection is one of those things where you go play it, and you're playing hate through Halo 1, and you're like, you know, this doesn't look that bad. Maybe there's a little bit of stuff, but all in all, it's pretty good. And then you're like, oh, I'm playing in the newly redone graphics. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> Let's see what that select button makes it look like. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> and I noticed one thing that they did. Like, they didn't change the physics of it at all. Literally, the only two things, I'm sorry, they did were update the way everything looked and the way everything sounded. Yeah. Like, there was a floating can. Just like, it looked like a jerry can. I don't remember what level it was on, but there was a floating jerry can. And I switched back to the old graphics, and it's still a floating jerry can. <laughs> <laughs> That's respect to the right, game. Seriously, right, seriously. I'm like, wow, these guys left it as pure as possible. I remember whenever they announced that the Master Chief was coming out, and they said that, like, all the glitches and all, like, what was it, all the stuff that was still, like, in Halo 3, where you could jump on someone's head and then, like, jump into nothingness, they said that that was still going to be there. Like, if you had the gravity hammer on, I think it's, like, the second level. Or is it the first level? You know what I'm talking about? Of campaign? Yeah. Uh, whatever you have to take on a... Is it a, ba- a banshee for the first time? The big ships. Scarabs? Yeah, no, not scarabs. No, the no big I think I'm going to the... Uh, Phantoms? Yeah, Phantom. Yeah. Oh, when okay. you have to take on a Phantom whenever you go get Sergeant Johnson in that. Oh, yeah. okay. When I don't you know go around the corner, if, you, if you're playing co-op... I think there's can, two brutes that have yeah. gravity hammers. And if, if you get kill. a gravity hammer, you stand on top of each other, and if you hit, you go into a white void above the game, and then you just walk... You, you have to load your save game and stuff, but you can just walk around <laughs> like looking down at the game. Whatever. There actually, in Halo 3, used to be an exploding arms glitch where... You would take two people in the forge, one of them would play as a monitor, and the other one, the monitor would spawn a Spartan laser. The guy would come pick up the Spartan laser at the same time as the monitor picked it. they both pick it up at the same time. And the monitor would just move it around, and the Spartan's arms would do like this weird <laughs> flail thing until there was a flash of light and then no arms. Oh my god. And then like we slowed it down and the arms literally take up the entire screen for like 0.5 seconds. <laughs> and then just, he doesn't have arms anymore and the Spartan laser or missile pod is just gone. That's incredible. But yeah. Halo 3 was a solid game. So you there. Jason, Mr. Jason, handsome, 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 handsome. Oh yeah, I would say, despite all of the disinterest in it, criticisms, criticism <laughs> would probably be Destiny as my favorite game. What? Stop the presses. Hold the phone. <laughs> now give the phone to me. <laughs> now a lot of people don't like it because of the story, but. It's much more than the story, considering it is from Bungie, on the topic of Halo, but 
it's really I enjoy it for the MMO aspect. Uh, I'm a big fan of World of Warcraft and other MMOs like Elder Scrolls Online, but love the mummos. <laughs> yep. For those of you that don't know, Jason is our MMO expert. Oh yeah. <laughs> but the story isn't really what draws you in. I. I do enjoy the game. I like playing with friends and just running raids and trying to get that piece of gear that you need. But that's that's what I enjoy the most. I could really sit from 7 o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night just playing this game straight. But mostly just for the aspect of playing with other people, doing raids, running strikes, uh, trying to get that piece of gear, leveling up something that you Turning need. Turning tricks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's all about the grind. Exactly. I, I do enjoy I the grinding aspect. About, man. I mean, I, a lot of people didn't like it because of the grinding aspect. And I feel like part of any MMO is grinding, grinding leveling. That's, I think because oh, a lot of people yeah, were yeah, going into it thinking it was going to be like a spiritual successor to Halo. Exactly. It was gonna be because it's people from Bungie. Yeah. Really I thought that, yeah, I thought that's what it was. And I was that's, excited that's why it caught a lot of flack, honestly. Because yeah. people were like, oh man, it's the next new... It's yeah. going to be Halo, the MMO RPG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's Master Chief and your guns get better. <laughs> <laughs> the guns are better in the Covenant. can't do anything. You yeah. just punch through their ships. <laughs> you got a cool... You get a cool motorcycle you can run into bad guys with. <laughs> Peter Dinklage follows you everywhere. <laughs> game of the year. <laughs> Speaking of game of the year, the Taken King DLC is coming out for it. I'm really excited. That's the third so, That is the third one. Uh, as someone who doesn't play a lot or pretty much any of Destiny, <laughs> can you explain to me what the Taken King is? Because I saw the reveal charity 3 and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, I was really confused. Okay, well with the first DLC, The Dark Below, uh, pretty much you're running through trying to fight this evil hive overlord, Crota. Uh, and, spoiler alert, once you get to him, you kill him. <laughs> and then, game over, you beat the boss. And now you've got to run it 50 million other times to get different pieces of gear. And kill him over and over and over again. Now, second DLC, it's completely different storyline, but The Taken King, which is the third DLC coming out, it kind of continues the Crota storyline. <laughs> is that uh, like his brother or something like that? It's his father. Oh. And pretty Touch. much... Returns. Touchy. Yep. Uh, he's <laughs> pretty uh, ticked off that you killed his son. Cool. So, now I gotta go kill him. Uh, and word on the street is it's supposed to be a really, really huge... DLC because they're having a new retail release yeah. for the Taken King with so, a collect. I literally love collector's editions, you, and that collect they're can coming you buy out. Buy the the DLC by itself without like getting the with the game. And yeah, the, yeah. Oh. There no. was a lot of issues with that. Uh, Bungie, uh, one of the developers, actually did uh, a little meet and greet with uh, an interviewer, and he was just going on and on and on about how this game it's just gonna make a lot of money this DLC is gonna be so awesome you are quote literally gonna throw money at the screen end quote and that's confident yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of that a lot of people were bashing on the Taken King DLC which is coming well, out a lot of Bungie players or a lot of Destiny players were getting really upset that this guy was just more into the, money they already have the game and they already have all the DLC why are they gonna buy another game in the Exactly. DLC. For people like Ted who love collector's editions. Yeah, <laughs> like that. I don't have a PS4, but have you seen the Taken King Special Edition console? It is insane. It is so nice. It's like, explain it for us, Ted. Explain it for us. 
Okay, so I haven't like looked into all like the high res detail pictures, but first off, it's a white PS4. Dope. In and of itself, those things are not as common as the regular ones, but also like the design and patterns. I think it's like the weird, you know, you see in the. I haven't played Destiny at all because once I found out what it was, I'm not an MMO guy. I'm not even like a multiplayer guy at all. I am like purely strict campaign kind of stuff. You can honestly solo the entire game. Yeah, like I would. Whenever I heard that, I was kind of more into it. But whenever I see like the commercials, it has like that um, almost like web pattern, star pattern through everything. You oh, know like, the yeah. Map and yeah, like the map. Little, yeah, little, it's like that all over the PlayStation, and it's got like all these gold yeah. emblems and all this like beautiful artwork all over the entire system. It is, it is literally the best special edition system that's come out yet until, until Halo 5 console gets announced at freaking Gamescom, and they want them to freaking do it, but they won't do it, it's making me upset. But until that comes out, this is the best one so far. It's a distraction. <laughs> but yeah, with that, I believe with the P- PS4 uh, console being released, they're going to include the game with the first two DLCs and the Taken King. Oh, now, you could buy that okay. straight up, the game and two DLCs and the Taken King, for $60, which is release price of Destiny. That's why everyone's so ticked off about oh, it. Oh, okay. So, like, that's cool for people like me who may want to get into yeah, it. Yeah, for people who've never played but it for or like you who've gotten it, this who's stuff. Has who've had it since day one, yeah, the who's game, pre-ordered, pre-ordered the DLC, the beta. everything. This is the kind of problem you run into anytime you make like a Game of the Year edition, because... At the end of the day, I got Arkham City for twenty bucks, and it had every DLC ever, including retailer exclusive pre-order bonuses. And you know, now I'm playing Arkham Knight, and I'm really mad that I only get some things from one retailer, and I don't have my dang Batmobile skin from Walmart or my special moves from Best Buy. But you know, in next year, I'm just gonna be able to probably spend thirty, forty bucks and get everything all in one disc and be done with it. The way I think of like DLC is, I think of DLC as more kind of in the way of collector's edition in that the people who really love it are going to pay that extra price instead of wait to get that extra content. Like when Fallout 4 comes out, Ooh, they're yeah. going to put in, they're going to come out with an entire set, because you know that game's going to have giant DLC, but I'm going to pay early to get that DLC rather than wait for, I'm sure, the $60 copy of the game that comes with it because of how much I love that game. I guess you're right. That's a fair Valid point. And, uh, if, if you want to know more about our, our opinions on DLC, go see episode zero. <laughs> we talk about DLC? Yeah, dude, we talk, we talk yeah, about we like talk third minutes. Oh, yeah, we talk about like, like, that, that, That's like a f- for third of the podcast. I listened to that one. I was not a part of that, but yeah, I already remember that. Yeah, DLC is different from Because, I mean, that, that, whole, that whole show was a yeah, but the, yeah. uh, Special edition packs. Like, that was a long time, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was like four in the morning. You're right. Actually, this is, uh, this is our earliest thing we've done. I think Theodore. I think well, I think in order to get into Destiny, <laughs> in order to get into Destiny, I think they would need to add uh, like a, something that happens in World of Warcraft a lot, where they would give whenever you make a new character a huge level boost. Oh yeah. Uh. Uh, and that way, if you're Start like that way. If you're starting, the whole thing is the raids. Um, you need to be at a really high level to do that. If yeah. I'm right. So, I think it would make sense if 
they added something like you get in World of Warcraft lore where you max out a level of a character. Maybe not max it out, but maybe sit it's... It'll like, get pretty close. Yeah, sit it's you, like you level... You get 10 before... Yeah, well, I know what you're talking about, but honestly, like like I said, the story isn't a big deal. It's the story. Well, my point is, like, right now, if I wanted to play Destiny... Get your ass kicked. Yeah, I don't, well, I don't think I would because I would want to play with you and you're I'm sure, very high level because yeah. you play Destiny all the time. And anyone else I would want to play with are people who have been playing for, like, a whole time and not have to start from scratch. I have to build myself up uh, to play with people who have been playing since launch, like you. And I think if without... that, That's kind of like a misstep on them because now I would... Now, that actually seems kind of cool to me to get all this DLC, get the game for 60 bucks. Yeah, and it's kind of a turnoff because I know... I can't, I can't get it. It's too late for me. Yeah. I can't go play it now. To fully enjoy the game. Well, with the... The Taken King edition coming out that includes all three DLC and the original game. Maybe they'll include something like that because, like you said, people like me who've had it since launch who play it religiously for hours and hours a day at a time are just 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 astronomically higher level than somebody who's just starting the story. All hell destiny. <laughs> but once you get to the minimum level cap of twenty it is all your gear that levels you up. So you could really get to level 20, but once you get to 20, you got to grind for that gear, which I think if you were to find somebody like me or Gage or anybody who plays Destiny, that is kind of the fun part, just having your headset on, running strikes, playing PvP with your buddy, just going around shotgunning things. Well, I mean, that's the fun of any MMO, playing exactly. with friends. I mean, yeah. If you play an MMO solo, it's not near as fun as when you have a party or meet people. You meet people in the game. Well, a lot of the things yeah, that they do have... World of Warcraft. Yeah, it's like World of Warcraft. A lot of the things they do have most heavily in PvP is the fact that everybody's equal. On some exceptions, uh, with matches... No matter their gear. You could be playing since day one. You could be level five just starting the game. But if you run up on somebody, they can easily take you out. But, uh, yeah, it just depends on uh, whether you get into the game or not. Theodore, <laughs> what is your favorite video game? My favorite video is... This was really hard because me and Alex are twins... We kind of, you know, we grew up in the same. Our favorite video game is, well, his, his, it's more of his favorite, but it kind of goes off on the same thing. But I would have to say, my favorite is going to be Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Seasons. I just got a big high five <laughs> from Andy, because first off, that was the first Zelda game I ever owned that was mine. Um, it was whenever I got it, it was amazing. I got a green Game Boy Color for I think it was my birthday, and then they had a deal at the pawn shop where you got it, where the first game that you bought with your Game Boy you got half off. So it was like a dollar ninety nine, and I just saw Zelda because if you ever see that game cartridge, it's just it says Zelda in giant letters with an orange with like a red orange background. And I was like yes, I was a little kid and I was like Zelda. My brothers <laughs> had Ocarina of Time, but there's only three save files. And I have three brothers, so they all had the save files, and I didn't have one. But I had my own one. And man, whenever I started playing that game, honestly, I had no idea what was going on. Like, for a long time. Because it is so, it was, you know, I never played any other Zelda game besides, like, 
seeing or getting past the controller for Ocarina of Time. And top-down 2D. I remember the first screen when you start shake when you start shaking it with I think Din. It's Din. Yeah, with Din. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And then when you start like playing through and you get the staff to where you can change the seasons and it it really is like I think one of the most underrated and also like one of the biggest 2D Zelda games, which sounds a little off, but when you think about it, there's so much stuff in that game that's like hidden and secret like in all Zelda games, but you have to like you have to change a season in one area, go over three areas to find this thing that you have to change this season to do, not to mention going through all of the other aspects of the game just to get those seasons to where you can change the game. And I never forget like the first time I like got stuck was on Dodongo or Dodongo I can't ever pronounce his name. Dodongo. Dodongo. And I didn't know that you have to like throw bombs at his mouth and pick him up and throw him on the spikes. So I literally just like would throw bombs at him until I ran out and I would spend hours just running in circles trying not to die. <laughs> and like there's there's something special about all Zelda titles, except for you well, you know, then there's the true amazing Zelda titles, like the Wand of Gamelon, with the greatest cutscenes in video game history. <laughs> oh my god. No, but ser- mo- other than like some of that stuff, like all Zelda games are really, I think, special, and are, they're not necessarily individual, but they are all amazing games, and I own all of them just because they're like, it's my favorite video game series, and I will... I will play those video games, literally forever. There is there will be never a time where I where I won't pick up like my 3ds or anything and not. I mean, and just be like, you know, what, I'm playing Zelda today. Like I've been playing like Zelda one right now. I'm stuck, but I've still been playing it like day after day after day just because those games are so fun and they don't ever get old. That's what I love about it. You can really replay the game, beat it once, and then you replay it, play it through, and you'll get stuck on a puzzle and you'll be like. How did I beat this the first time? Yeah. Or, you'll get stuck on a puzzle for like a month, and then restart the game, and then get back to that puzzle, and be like, oh, that was simple. Why didn't I do that the first time? Water Temple, that was easy. That literally happened to me again. (laughs) That literally happened to me. I was playing Oracle of Seasons again today, and I've been stuck on like this one dungeon forever to open this door, and you have to like push these blocks, and I was literally for... A, like literally like months I couldn't figure this out until I got so annoyed I just like stopped playing the game and then I opened it up today and I was just like huh move 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 and then <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean I recently just got into playing Zelda, the Zelda games I mean I oh, yeah, that's right you, ha- you haven't like you played your first Zelda game yeah. alright Sebastian oh, yeah but I mean I, when you look at Zelda from an outside aspect from we never played it before, it looks like a normal game, but it is so addicting when you first start playing it. I mean, I, I, I sat in the car playing the, um, the 3DS Link Between Worlds for hours just because just I wanted to beat that game. It was so much fun. I beat that game like three times. It's so much fun. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I beat it on it three different great. save files. Yeah, The crazy thing is, is you play that game and then you go play Link to the Past, which came out on the Super Nintendo, and the only thing that's different is the graphics. Yeah, oh, yeah. everything yeah. plays Just exactly the same. I actually, re- I actually recently got that game, so I can go play it. That's really? awesome, man. It's, a, it's actually in my car. Really? Oh, yeah, <laughs> totally awesome. I, 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 I'm, I'm getting into Zelda games, and they're so much fun, man. 
is yeah. there's we, such a we gotta derail that... this before we turn this into a Zelda conversation <laughs> <laughs> anytime you're making a video game podcast and Zelda comes yeah. up that's yeah it just like it's instantly oh, yeah. so, oh, so much to talk about like <laughs> so many games there's a reason aspects. it's like the highest most critically acclaimed oh series. man did you play that Link's Awakening yeah bro that game was awesome speaking, speaking of, of Zelda what <laughs> minish cap speaking of Zelda Smash Bros what <laughs> speaking of Smash Bros Pokemon Fighters what we I love so you, Nintendo. <laughs> I was talking to Alex, and like, one of the things, I never like, I played Zelda 1, but I couldn't do it. I would literally, I didn't even know that you had to go, where you had to go to get the sword. So I'd walk like, <laughs> yeah, and like, die. And literally, like, after I got the sword, I had no idea, I didn't understand the, like, how that is an open world game. Like, Alex had tried to explain it to me forever, and I just could not get, grasp the concept of a what is it, NES eight, yeah, like 8-bit an 8-bit NES game that is that like it's it's still like a perfect game I you know I'm playing it now and it's still like a perfect it's challenging it's perfect and it's like to, to think that that came out in I think 1985 on this system that like older than everyone in this room yeah <laughs> and it's still you can By still pick it up yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just they're special, man. And yeah, man. I think, you know, a lot of it is nostalgia with Oracle of Seasons, but I still think that, you know, that is, you know, uh, Oracle of Ages, you know, kind of. It's all right. Well, you know, they're like this, they're literally the same game. One just, is more puzzle based, one's more enemy based. But it's really whichever you picked up first. But I think that those, those games are like so. When you think about the Zelda titles, they are a lot of the same. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're amazing. But. Those are so individual in comparison to all the other, especially the titles that were coming out at that time. Those were so significant, so special. I don't know how you could not love those games. All right. <laughs> uh, and now, I said his name last, but he's going to be second to last. My Vietnamese co-pilot, Sebastian Wonski. What's your favorite video game ever? Well... I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone has the hard time choosing between all the different games. Mm-hmm. Although I, I think mm-hmm. I think I'm about to choose a more some more recent game. Well, not as recent as Destiny. Not I think about it. <laughs> uh, my my favorite game of all time it has to be Bioshock. Ooh, good choice. The first one. Yeah, the first one. Just solid. Solid. Yeah. super solid. I, mean, I haven't played it. Infinite was mm-hmm. amazing, but Bioshock is all around my favorite game ever. Because the, the the gameplay is great. But the story drives it so well. I mean, you go into the game not knowing anything. You're just a round guy that crashed on a plane. Uh, can I, especially for you, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to spoil anything. Cause, okay, cause I, I, yeah, I still really, I want to play that game. I just yes, haven't I, done it yet. I've had, I, I've had people play that game that don't play video games that love that game. Because... I mean, if you want, especially especially it's going easy. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. Di- it's like, pretty I, easy. I, I watched Alex play, and I thought it was really interesting. It was really freaky when I saw like was it the splicers oh. jumping oh, yeah. around and doing stuff. But right off the bat, like it, it has a really big horror vibe. Yeah. Although the more you go through the game, the, the more powerful you're a you badass. get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the monster at, at some point. Like it starts out as like a survival horror game, and it's just freaky dark, and all you have is a. Literally, I just a pipe wrench, <laughs> fighting for your life, and by the end of it, you just have like these crazy, super hyper futuristic 
guns. I feel like the, the turning point in that game is when you get the shock powers. It's yes. just like, oh, the one two punch. I'm the man. You're in some water. <laughs> <laughs> Done. But you start the game and it's just the only thing you have is the, like I said, a pipe wrench and a, a voice on the radio, and that is. Would you kindly? He, yes, he is. He is, the, the whole he is your holy grail. He is the man that, that continues on through the game. With that, like he, he he's the reason why it's played well at first. Otherwise, it's a terrifying game. But as, as you said, once you start getting the plas the plastids, man, you're just Plasmids. the plasmids. Yeah. You're just. You, you get to a point where you're super overpowered. Mm -hmm. I know. Super OP. That's like the good part. Although, I also like the game because you, you play a really high difficulty, which I, I enjoy difficult games. It's like the first Big Daddy, it, it's one of the hardest things I've ever uh, played. Straight murked me, bro. Yes. <laughs> so many times. Fighting him on hard was one of the most difficult moments in video games I've ever had. Cause, like, I, I had to plan everything out. And it was so much fun trying to beat like, but trying to beat him. And the thing is, like, I like how the game gives you a choice, too. Mm -hmm. and they, all Big Daddy's, you don't have to fight Big Daddy, so you go through the entire game with, like, without fighting a single Big Daddy. I actually which, think there's an achievement for that. Is there? I'm pretty sure. I, I feel like it'd be a waste, though, you know? Yeah, but... You but know, you get an achievement. Uh, players <laughs> <don't> <laughs> kind of an achievement for, so... <laughs> players must have saved little girls or not. Uh, girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's actually uh, two achievements, one for going all the way through and harvesting them all, yeah. and one for going all the way through and saving Same. them all. That, that's, that's I saved them all, so I got the achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I remember whenever you were playing that game, and you were like, oh, I really need this. No, I'll save it. It'll be fine. Like, <laughs> this is the story, Ted. Ted, is, it, it's amazing, especially... I don't, I don't get anything about what, what, hap what happened. Oh, no, I know, three, like... The, I know the big... I don't know, like... You know the, the twist? I know that the would you kind the whole would you kindly thing. Oh, oh okay. that, that's yeah. that's like one of the biggest. That moments. is one of the biggest. I don't know like the I don't really know the story, All but right. I know that because I watched. I was I came in and Alex was playing it, and I was like, "Gosh darn it!" <laughs> that's not a great thing about the game. As you go through it, you can, you can if you try, you can learn so much backstory. Because as I said, you build really the game. Games not know anything. <laughs> but if if you listen to Spicers, if you look at the walls, if you do everything, you learn more about what the game. And then Bioshock Infinite and you go, let you go back into the world. I don't know about you guys, but whoa, I, I spent... Whoa, whoa, I don't know anything about it. And it's I really DLC. DLC. Oh, okay. It's DLC. Yeah. Like, you, you play before Rapture was well, messed before up. Before I went to hell. Yeah. And it was, I, spent, I spent like an like hour or two just walking around looking at things because it was so cool. I bet you that, like, to have that nostalgia playing the first one and to just be like, oh my god, this isn't broken. This isn't leaking. <laughs> wow! Remember that stairwell? That stairwell was broken in half, leading down to a, like, Mariana's Trench type thing. <laughs> you ever use all these powers to kill people, and, like, this, this guy walks up to you, snaps his finger, and lights a cigarette. And I'm like, that's, 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 that's pretty, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, so plasmids weren't always yeah. the uh, devil. I mean, I, I, spent, I spent, like, hours catching people on fire the entire time. Like, just... Let me get it for you. Flame on. I mean, <laughs> the, the waiters were over here using plastics plas, plas, to give you stuff. It was just, uh, I, I, I highly recommend that DLC. It is amazing. Yeah. But I, I, haven't, I haven't played off of it, though. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't played, I played the second, second part. Second I played one. the first part, I haven't played the second part. I'm saving it. I played the first part. Save it for what? Yeah. I played through the second one. I started through the I started on the second one, and I had literally just sat down, and this was actually fairly recently, because I played through part of the first one, I got stuck, and then I stopped playing it, and a few months ago I picked it back up because I wanted to finish it. And I beat the first one, and it was amazing, and then I tried to go straight into the second one, 
and they are very, very different games. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Made by two different people. Made by yeah. two different companies. I didn't even yep. know that. Really? Yep. And the it's the first one. Oh, I'm talking about the yeah. DLC, by the way. Oh, the uh, DLC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Now well, watch one too. Well, the DLC in Infinite, you know, the second DLC is like a stealth game. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the yeah. first. Because well, you play as Elizabeth. Yeah, you play as. Uh, and Ninja. And then in the first one, it's just kind of like playing Bioshock Infinite underwater. Yeah. <laughs> right. Pretty much. But so that's what finished. Oh, I thought you were about the total games. So. Yeah. Because yeah. you were. Gonna... I didn't know that until Alex told me that, like, what was it like three days ago or something? I was messing with your Bioshock 2 Collector's Edition. And I saw him play it once, and the whole. Cause I guess you're as a big daddy, and yeah. it's like the whole screen like moves yeah. while you walk. I was I watched that for like two seconds. I was like, "There's no way I can do this. There's no way I can play a game like this." I, a lot of people give flack to the second game. Although I, I did, what I did really enjoy was learning because you you get to exactly. learn you get to learn a lot of yes. daddies it's and little sisters. Like you said, it, the games are all story driven. So the fact that the first one is just so much story, and then the second one, you're looking at the story from a different angle. Yeah. You're playing as one of the main enemies. And then my favorite part is when you get to play a little sister for a little bit. Yes, that, that was is, so cool. That was that, that was, that was an amazing moment. Because yeah. little sisters, they don't see the world like we like the like, daddy or, or Brooklyn or anyone does in the games. Yeah. And they see everything different. And it, it was it was just it was it was an experience. It was. So they, they like change your view. Yeah, like, yes. Like, like, you, uh, you I'm not going to say how they see the world because if you're so is it anything you like it. the pyro in Team Fortress Two? Is it something like that with unicorns <laughs> and rainbows? <laughs> not, not quite. Not, <laughs> not as extreme. It's similar, but it's not like a complete and total <laughs> distortion of reality. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, just, all in all, like, I, I love the game. The um the, the gameplay also like because you 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 just mixture of powers and guns and it was just it, it's so much fun switching back and forth yeah I mean I know the other ones really made it really free free flow free flow but I, I didn't mind it in Bioshock well like you said with the I love the first one it's so story driven but the second one I loved it because of the online play I the online, online play was, play really was so fun and so good the first one like you said amazing story. Third one, amazing story. Bioshock Two, the story was okay. It wasn't bad. Com- comparatively speaking, it, it was yeah. Well, if it was if it was on its own, it'd be a decent game. Exactly. It's just it's, it's sitting next to such great games. Exactly. And it's just it's hard. Well, like it's I said, hard. I've never played Bioshock, but every time I hear anyone talk about it, they're always like, "One amazing, greatest thing ever. Infinite, infinite, greatest thing ever. Oh my God, they expanded, and made it even better too." The endings number two, I'd say, are a lot better than the yes, first one. Yes, I think so, also. What? Bioshock 2, the endings. The endings, especially uh, the medium one. Yes. Uh, that, that medium one. Like, I, 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 <laughs> well, they changed the endings for the difficulty? It's not the difficulty, no, it's, it's not, what you do. Yeah, there's the good, oh. there's uh, semi-good, and then there's semi-bad, and there's bad. The I one, thought there was also a neutral one. Is there a neutral one? I think so. It, nah. I think that one has five. Same with the Fall five endings. Karma. And then uh, Bioshock 1, Well, Bioshock 1 had three endings. Yeah, it has three yeah, endings. It's just uh, two of the endings are the same, just with different yeah. voiceovers. One's angry, and the other one's kind of calm. Yeah. But no, it, wow. I love the multiplayer. The multiplayer was my favorite aspect of Bioshock 2. I mean, the game was fun. It was cool looking at it from a different angle. But the multiplayer well, was just... The more people played it, though, man. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'll, I'll probably derail this train. 
but the Bat- Batman Arkham Origins. That's not what we're doing right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a story for another podcast. That must play good so too. Shut it down. <laughs> fine, fine. I'll, I'll put, put back on tracks. We'll do like a thousand of these things. We, we can talk about anything. I have a plan for one that I think is going to be. I, I'm excited for it because it's something I'm interested in. Oh, well, I'll, 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 I'm going to end my segment, and I mean, I, I, I choose yourself, or you want someone else to do that for you? He's the last one. Yeah, Alex is tell us his favorite game. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, best for last. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> I don't, well, I'm excited for his game. Yeah, yeah me too. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. Oh, oh I know okay. his game. Please, please, so, Alex. Enlighten us. Enlighten us. Would you kindly? Drop some knowledge. Would you kindly? Would you kindly? <laughs> so, I was uh, I was a Sega kid growing up. I had Ooh. a okay. I uh, yeah, I had a Genesis first system I ever had. I think, uh, if memory serves, and uh, probably my favorite game ever is a tactical RPG for the Sega Genesis called Shining Force. Yeah. Only three people in the room are reacting. <laughs> 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 the other half of us have never heard of it it's before. Like, <laughs> no idea what that is. <laughs> Jim, it's okay. We're right there. I'm right there with you. So you for know, the that series is a huge series. There's like, I think the last time I looked, there's like 26 games that are all in that series. It's really big in Japan. Obviously. Not so much here. So it is a. Uh, Tactical RPG in the similar vein of Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, with like turn-based combat, with you know individual battles. Uh, for uh, I guess that should probably paint a clear picture for you now, <laughs> but it was I mean I, I, that's like the first game I ever remember playing, which is a little ridiculous because <laughs> I'm playing a really complex turn-based JRPG and I'm just like what are numbers. <laughs> <laughs> goes here and he wins <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who played the game there's a jellyfish with a hat I like that guy <laughs> Blue Blue is his name isn't it Domingo Domingo yeah. Blue's the werewolf Domi- yeah no what? isn't there two werewolves yeah so yeah. obviously there's no a- Blue's the dragon Blue, Blue is, is the, the dragon. dragon whenever oh man whenever you look whenever you uh, promote Blue Holy crap, that is insane. Okay, so... Link is right. So, Teos from a werewolf to a dragon? No, there is... Uh, like in turn-based RPG, Cyborg. which I can only uh, assume you've played before. Yeah, Have Cy- you played uh, the Sacred Stones, Fire Emblem? Uh, I, I know exactly. Okay. I can't game, so, I in these, there's usually... There's a lot of... You have, like, your base army, and you go recruit more members, or you unlock more members through the story, or there's secret characters you have to do certain things to unlock. Which there's a lot of secret Gong. characters. Yeah, there's a lot of secret characters in Shining Force, and uh, there's so many characters, and they're so crazy that there's you know you start out and you have like you know your fighter and your healer and your your main dude and your mage and your archer, but then you find this weird jellyfish thing <laughs> that shoots has like lightning lightning magic, and then you find this like weird monk that just punches people, and then there's like uh, long punches dudes. Yeah. And then there's like a werewolf that wears weird green loincloths. <laughs> there's a dragon, and it's just so much crazy things that are in this game. Well, like you said, it's Japanese. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like you know when most Jap- when, okay 
nothing against JRPGs, but some of them get a little ridiculous. Yeah, and we may be making this sound a little ridiculous, because you know. Oh, you definitely are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, well. Oh, go ahead. Well, as I say, the story is although you know it sounds ridiculous, but it's so accessible that me as like you know a four or five year old could play it and fully follow along. Yeah. And I don't want to... And it still is like a... I played it. You know, I've been playing it. The yeah. re-release for Game Boy Advance. And it's still... It's a... When it, I actually can understand the story now. It's a really yeah. detailed, really good story. Like, you could follow along as a kid. When you actually, like, can understand what's going on in the game. And it's, like, I think it's criminally underrated. It, it yeah. should be. No one ever includes it in the top JRPGs or... You know, tactical RPGs. You don't ever hear about really like it. Sega games. Yeah, uh, but it is like if you like Sega, it's a must own. I know that's kind of a rare thing nowadays, but it's definitely a must own. If you like tactical RPGs, uh, you can go find it pretty much like anywhere. Just Google that. Yeah, yeah Google you'll find it. <laughs> but like, going to the ridiculous thing, the real like the base game where you get uh, just the characters like you get through story and even some other stuff, those are not ridiculous. That is all like hardcore. Knights, and that is like a more grounded story. A lot similar to yeah. like Fire Emblem. Yeah, but whenever you go out of your way to like find the secret stuff, is where things get like the egg that you you get a baby dragon egg, and you have to like go through all of this stuff and get turned into a chicken. Seriously, I know it sounds ridiculous, mm -hmm. but you have if you you can go through all this like funny work in the game and get what because. One of the aspects of the game is promotion, and like you level up your character, and then you can promote them to a next class where they become a lot more powerful. Which is really big in tactical RPGs. Yeah. If you're a fan of. I didn't know how prevalent that is. Another. Yeah. I know it is in Fire Emblem, but I I never played Final Fantasy Tactics. That is unfortunate. You should play that. That's what I hear. Like, Honestly, I play Tactics Advance because that's the best, in my honest opinion, out of the whole series. I really like Final Fantasy too. I just never. I, when, if I had Shining Force, there was no need. To, or was, yeah, there I was feel, no need. I, well, the the whole ridiculous thing. I mean, a lot of games have ridiculous moments, but it, it doesn't really turn anything off of the game. I mean, some games are all about ridiculousness. Yeah, and Saints Row. Still, for yeah, Saints Row Two is so much fun. <laughs> I, I use Two because I uh, Jimmy Two is the best. But uh, it's so much fun. But there's so much ridiculousness. It, it's a good balance, which I assume is like. Well, Shining that's Force. the thing. Is like there is no ridiculousness if you just play the game. But you can go if you go out of your way to find like these secret characters, like Gong. The he's a monk who has, I guess you could say he has one hundred unarmed. Uh, the only way that you can get him oh is you have to God. find one hundred unarmed. I'm guessing damage. Yeah, it's like a stats. Fallout. Right? Uh, yeah, Fallout uh, stats. Okay. Dummy. The only way that you can get him is you have part of the things you have. You go through a map, um, and you have to find his secret. Uh, what would it be called? Monastery. You have to find because he's a monk who used to be a warrior and then didn't want to like I guess kill Can people anyone? anymore, so he became a monk. So you have to f go through this map, find his monastery, go talk to him, and then you have to go do a mission, do a battle, and then immediately go talk to him again because the battle is like near his monastery. And then after you've talked to him and it's like you've gotten to know him. Then when you go back, he decides to fight for you. So, it's that like his character is a little—he's a healer who's also a warrior. Yeah. So it's it's not as ridiculous as some of the other stuff, like a jellyfish, or <laughs> with a dragon. A hat on. Yeah, with a hat on, <laughs> or a dragon you have to get turned into a chicken to get. Worth 
Yeah, seriously, though, <laughs> it is worth it. Um, like, there's an armadillo in that game. Who, he has story, and he has a really cool thing of it, but he's in a steam suit, and he's an armadillo. <laughs> that actually sounds kind of cool. It's, it's, it's amazing. It like, is amazing. I have it, if any of you wants to borrow it, I have it on uh, Game Boy Advance. Also, I also have it on 360. The more we talk about this game, I actually do want... I kind of want to try it out now, because you guys are... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not no, really This fun. was for the Sega Genesis, but Sega has kind of, like... They yeah. put their stuff on everything now, so... Uh, you can get it. Well, they ported it and they added some new features to the Game Boy Advance version. And a whole new story side. Oh. That's what's cool about that one is there's a whole other side to the story that's not included in the original. They also put it on a lot of uh, collection, like Sega Genesis collections. So there's a the Sonic Ultra collection for the uh, uh, Xbox 360, which has like 50 Sonic games. It's on that. So so it's easily accessible. Yeah, I'm sure you like you get a lot of Sega games on your phone. I wouldn't be surprised if you go on like iTunes and or the, and if, app, uh, the app store and try to find it. If there. you have a 3DS or a new 3DS, you can get Shining Force: Sword of Helia, which is a Game sequel. Gear sequel to it. Ooh, cool. Yeah, which it plays the same way. Um, it's the, just I think the story takes place like a thousand years in the future, which is kind of I'm not that game. I'm not gonna give everything away, but the story gets crazy and like. If you want to play a Shining Force game, uh, play Shining Force. Yeah, it is. It's it's not the. It's, I think it's it's the second game yeah. of the franchise. The first one is Shining in the Darkness, which was for the Sega Genesis. No. But uh, it's the, the first one to make a steady canon yeah. line. That one is kind of weird. So just play Shining Force. It's amazing. If you like tactical RPGs, it's the best one I've ever played. I will play it forever, and it's just freaking awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by... Shut up, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, so, I guess that about wraps it up for our Social Nerds Favorite Game podcast. Uh, remember, you can follow us on Twitter at social underscore nerds. Uh, while we're on the subject of Twitter, I'll give a shout out to our first fan, Adam Gumbert, who's yeah, yeah. at Adam Gumby on Twitter. Hey. Hey. Follow him. Gum- Gumby was an awesome show. I don't care what any. That was a good show. I had the toys. Nothing to do with work. I know. I'm just <laughs> it's pop culture I'm, podcast. Man, I'm just here derailing the conversation. I'm pretty sure That's Gumby hasn't do, been man. popular in a while. Uh, I don't know about that, man. But that's for another podcast. I'm sure they've done so, something. At Adam Gumby on Twitter. <laughs> if anyone other than him listens to this show, you should go check it out. Uh, we're also on Twitch, which we're at the Social Nerds on Twitch. It's all one word, and the the, the T and the the S all the social, words are capitalized, and the N in Nerds is capital. You don't have to capitalize. Oh, apparently you don't yeah, have to you capitalize. Yeah, you don't actually. This just in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to capitalize them. We're also at the Social Nerds on YouTube, which we make a lot of YouTube videos. That's how we kind of got this whole thing started. So uh, there's a lot of funny stuff there. There's We just did a great video where we have a uh, special guest star, Henry Cavill Superman. It's cardboard cutout uh, <laughs> guest starring in that show. It's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun recording that. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. We, uh, also guest starring in that video is... Uh, main man Gage Mother F and Crapper and Cooking Mama herself Stephanie Goodwin. She's in that. Yeah. Well, she actually controls uh, Henry Cavill yeah. Superman. Oh, <laughs> cardboard cutout. I thought that was Alex behind <laughs> it. Just <laughs> 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 that's the 
Wait, did you not see your hand? Like, when we, when not we, at all. I thought do, it was Alex, like, hitting it, making no. it move. When we do the alley intro, like, if you look under Henry Cow, you can see her doing the uh, snap. Oh, okay. No, I need to watch that video again, because I've not seen that. <laughs> you, well, i seen the video. I for seen for our hardcore fans out there. <laughs> the secret. Here's some Easter trivia. Eggs. Adam. <laughs> watch that video. And Jim. Look. Adam and Jim. Watch that and look. For the snap. If you want to send us <laughs> some uh, fan or hate mail, we're at the social nerds for you at gmail.com. F O R, all one word. Oh, Lord, please send me some hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we certainly have nothing better to do, so we'll read all of it. Why don't we give shout outs to the best ones? And uh, to sign everybody out, uh, I've been the hostess with the mostest, Big Daddy Dreadlock, Alex Henderson. Uh, I'm the Vietnamese co-pilot, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Gage Crapper. Gage, mother effing Crapper. Uh, res- the black guy who lives with Alex and Ted. Resident <laughs> black friend Andy. Uh, of course, Jason Handsome Hanson. Right. The man himself. Uh, and of course, my dear twin brother, Ted Henderson. Theodore and- Not to leave out, uh, cooking mama herself, Stephanie Goodwin. Been a lot of fun on this show. Uh, um, thanks for listening and you know like always stay Stay nerdy. nerdy